Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Governments that don't know what they're doing any longer. Governments that are falling. People just in great distress. I'm glad I'm in the family of God that have direction, that have some insight. We know what's going on. My son came over to my house this morning early. He had some work to do and uh, come by to see if he couldn't pick up something. And we were standing on the back porch talking and he was telling me about one of his friends that I know very well that lives still down in South Florida. And um, he said that he called him up and he was all in disarray. He says, he's not a Christian, doesn't go to church, but he knows something's wrong. He says, it's, it looks like the Lord may be coming. It looks like everything is just all messed up. He says, man, I'm stocking food in my cabinets everywhere. He says, I'm just getting ready for whatever's going to happen. And uh, I just felt just a calm because I know that we got a God that's watching over us because he loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight I would like to say how much I appreciate and love all of you. And um, I... uh, just want to say before I get going here that I had an opportunity to preach for my first time and uh, to the prisoners over in Mayo, and I've never experienced such a delightful experience as speaking to people that are so hungry for salvation. Hallelujah! I I can't seem to get it out of my heart, my thinking. But tonight I want to come, I want to talk to you. I've been talking to you about, and you know, I believe uh, teaching is what grounds the church. Hallelujah. Keeps it grounded. The pastor guards the church. He keeps it from grievous wolves, and he keeps it from doctrines that try to slip in that's not there, you know. And I believe teaching is there to back up and reassure that 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 what he's guarding against can be rooted and grounded in the <clears throat> excuse me in the Word of God. Hallelujah. So I like I appreciate preaching. And I like uh, teaching, hallelujah. So tonight I've been talking to you in the past about the necessity of the Holy Ghost. And we, uh, <clears throat> so I'm really kind of leaning on that again this evening, but I want to 
Uh, you can call it part three, part C, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, but we're going to call it spiritual adoption. Because I feel like times that we're living in right now, we need to, that there, there are some, there are people that are, you know, there, the dilemmas and conditions and situations in your life make you question your salvation. Make you want to know, am I really there? You know, am I rooted and grounded? Uh, can I, can I, is it possible for me to be moved? Uh, and, but I just want to say some things tonight that might just reassure you to know that we are safe in the arms of the Almighty God because it is He that first loved you and me and He done some things for us that we haven't thought about or maybe we're not really sure of, but I want to give you some assurance tonight that spiritual adoption, hallelujah. Our text, I will take my text from Ephesians the, uh, one chapter 1 and verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by, by children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all pray together if we will. Father, we thank you, God, for this night and for the opportunity, Lord, to be to hear your word and, Lord Jesus, God, to feel your great spirit. And, God, we just pray here tonight that, Lord, you will uh, assure us, O oh God, that if any be weak or any if be in question, O oh Lord, uh, of their salvation or where they're at, Almighty oh God, in, in this all that we uh, have on going on with us today, Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would just bless and anoint your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Having predestinated us, Hallelujah. You know, predestination, some folks believe that, you know, predestination means that uh, you're some kind of special person that walks on the face of the earth and God is just predestined that you're going to be saved. That has nothing to do with it whatsoever. Predestination, in fact, means that uh, God has determined ahead of time that all who be saved would be also adopted. Hallelujah. That's something to think about uh, when you uh, come into an assurance like when we come into the house of God tonight, we talked about for a moment how that we feel at peace. We feel the joy. We feel that that togetherness. Uh, we call one another brother. We call each other sister, you know, and, and it's not just out of respect. It is because God has predestined that his will be done. Hallelujah. Predestination uh, uh, speaks about uh, that we're going to be saved. Uh, them that are going to be saved that are also going to be adopted into this thing. In other words, you're going to become one of the sons of God. I mean, you know how much you loved your children. You'd do anything for them. You'd lay down your life for them. That's exactly what Jesus done. That's what the Almighty God really done. And don't let the world uh, or 
don't let the spirits of this world try to tell you anything else because there is proof of all of these things and we're going to talk about it maybe tonight. Hallelujah. He could have saved us without making us sons. Do you realize that? He could could have shed his blood and not adopted us into the family of God. He could have uh, just chose, but he didn't just choose to do that, but it was his good pleasure. It was his good will that in his heart, because why? God is love. And he's looking for more than just something to be saved out there. He wants a family of God. Hallelujah. So, I realize tonight as each one of us sitting here, we're not just saved, but we've become a part of something that God pre-planned a long time ago. Amen, all the way back from the beginning, before the garden. He had all of this set up. Hallelujah. So we talk about what is adoption then. Adoption means, you know, bringing somebody into a family that has nothing. Has no parents. Or have people that love And then there's loving parents that are looking for somebody to come into. So adoption would mean to you and I that it's placing a believer in the family of God. So so when you were adopted into the family of God, you were brought here as a son or as as a daughter into the church. With all and not just a place to come and sit down on a pew, but you come in here with all the privileges and the responsibilities of sonship. You didn't just come in here with... uh, I was just saved, you know, and sit down on a pew like many people believe. You, you know, they just come in, sit and listen to the preacher. You know, they're, they're saved by grace, you know, and then they just get up and walk out. They don't have anything to enjoy in the Lord. But you and I come in here, we feel the things that God has given to you and I. Hallelujah. We'll talk more about that. So we talk about the predestinated side. We look at Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 and says, but when the fullness of time was come, there's that predestination. God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, I thought about that a lot today and I thought, you know, Jesus was... God coming in the beginning was the word and the word was God hallelujah so and we beheld him as the only begotten of the father full of grace and full of truth but you know what Jesus walking in the flesh made me to realize one time uh, uh, in my mind it made me to understand that if uh, that if flesh can be saved if flesh can be pure if flesh can be righteous uh, it all came in Jesus but that makes me to know that there's hope for me in this salvation that we have it's not more it's more than just believing uh, amen uh, on some uh, religious ideology but I've got something inside of me that has made me the son of God and if Jesus can do it he gave me the ability to conquer sin and shame and overrule these things
things. And if he was pure, and if he was uh, righteous, and if he was all those things without lying in his lips or sin in his mouth, amen, he give us the ability to become the sons of God that makes me brother of Christ. Hallelujah. I want to assure you tonight the devil's a liar and the father of lies. If he's trying to tell you anything else, if he's trying to put in your heart another doctrine, it's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Hallelujah. That same thing that Paul is writing to the Galatian church to reassure them that Jesus was the son of Mary in the flesh. Hallelujah. Made under the law. Verse five says, to redeem them that were under the law. That's you and I. That we might receive the adoption of sons. Wow. This was a plan of God. And it can't fail. Everybody knows the plan of God just can't fail. With Adam and Eve, it may have fell in there in the garden. Times and dispensations have gone on and gone on and gone on. Sin dispensations of conscience, dispensations of law, sin dispensations of grace has been the longest one. But we know that through all of these, Jesus had a plan for you and I. Hallelujah. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son. Listen to that now. The necessity of the Holy Ghost. He has sent forth the spirit of his son into our heart. Crying Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Think about that. That when we receive that spirit in our heart, amen, it was a time of change that was beginning to happen when we had nothing and nowhere to go and we were lost and undone, having nothing in this world, nothing that loved us, nothing that cared about us. Jesus comes along, knocks on our hearts, says, man, I got a spirit I want to put inside of you. I'm going to change everything about you. Y'all thinking what you do, where you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we cry, Abba, Abba, Father. So now we got that hope that we have a father that's watching over us. And we have an assurance about that. Verse seven says, wherefore thou art no more a servant. I like that. I'm not a servant in this salvation that God has given us. I'm not a slave in this salvation that God has given us. But I'm free because I'm a son of God. Hallelujah. That, and if a son, then heir. Hallelujah, you see that? It's more than just a son being here on the earth and having this old flesh, but we're heirs of God. Heirs, uh, amen, that, that we, that through Christ. And if he overcame, 
we overcome. Hallelujah. Sin would not allow us to inherit sonship, though. So what did we learn? That if we repent, we could die out to sin. Hallelujah. And it's still, even though we're sons today, it's still when we find ourselves in dilemmas, we find ourselves doing things that we ought not to do, thinking things we ought not to think. You know, our minds just kind of stray sometimes. We can still go back to the Lord because he, he treats us just like sons and daughters. He's merciful and he's kind to us. Don't let the enemy of this old world try to tell you anything any different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to his good pleasure of his will. How about that? It's his good pleasure to do it. You can't talk God into it. You can't beg God into it. You can't trick God into it. You can't deceive him because it's his good pleasure to do it for you. He understands the condition and the situations that we come into this world. He realizes, he knows that we've been born in sin, shaping into iniquity. We have no recourse, no way of faith or hope. We have no hope in this world. But Jesus comes along and said, I'll make you sons and I'll make you daughters. I'll make you my children. I'll watch over you. I'll give you, I'll guide you. It doesn't matter what time of the uh, century it is. Uh, if it's in the days that you and I are living in, uh, God's just as true as he was uh, uh, 2,000 years ago. Uh, he can still keep you and I out of the sin business. I believe that with all of my heart. Hallelujah. What was his motive behind all this? Just his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Just his good will to save you and I. Hallelujah. If nothing else here tonight, I'm here to assure you that God is watching over us. Doesn't matter which way the world goes. Hallelujah. Doesn't care. Doesn't matter what the President of the United States is thinking. It doesn't matter what they're thinking over there in Russia or, or what they're thinking in any foreign country when they're talking about wars and, and rumors of wars and, and deceit and, and all the things that's going on in the world today. The governments are in such disarray. Nobody, I'm telling you, no one country trusts another country today. But you and I, we have a hope in Jesus. We got somebody we can trust in. He's got a kingdom of God that is prepared for you and I. We have a place that is awaiting us uh, that is sure as God is sure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 and 9 says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Wow, and everybody in the world doesn't know the mystery of the will of God. Hallelujah. But according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself for you and I to know. That's why we, are, we have hope. 
That's why we are taught these things, that we can have hope no matter which way the world goes, no matter what way they start looking for and they start talking about wars. We know, amen, in the times that we're living in that we're getting close to going up yonder. Hallelujah, while they're trying to survive down here on the world, uh, amen, you are trying to hold on. We're holding on till Jesus comes uh, and delivers us out of this place. I'm trying to reassure your hope tonight. Amen, if you've had any question, if you've had any doubt, uh, amen, if you're asking yourselves, uh, amen, where am I in the kingdom, God? Uh, I wanna assure you that Jesus is on his way. He's watching every move the church is making. He has not forsaking us hallelujah hallelujah so mystery speaks to us as something that's not understood but God has given you and I an understand until it's we understand it because it's been revealed to you and I that's why we have hope have hope in the church. We have hope in Christ. We have hope when the world has no hope. They have nothing to cling to. They can't cling to their wealth and their riches. We don't even we don't have any riches left in the world. We know that our governments already outspended themselves. If Jesus comes, they'll die in debt. Hallelujah. So the Lord has blessed you and I with a little bit of wisdom to know how to hold on to this thing until he comes again. He's given us promises. He has given us hope. And in ways that we, that we, we don't know, all of a sudden Jesus just comes along and just reassures that hope in our life. When we think everything is fallen, amen, we, we, we begin to see that the Lord begins to pick us up and renew that hope in us. And that's what I'm trying to do tonight, to reassure you that Jesus is on his way. That everything is all right. Doesn't matter which way the world is going. We have a place in the kingdom of God. Right here where we're at, God is watching over us, talking to our heart, reassuring us, reaffirming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Hallelujah. Y'all remember that. Remember that the wisdom of this world, all the most smart thinking guys up there that's got all the answers figured out, they ain't got nothing figured out. Hallelujah. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got more sense than they ever dreamed of having. I'm telling you. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm smarter than all of them because I got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see what's coming in this world. They can't see what the world is coming to tomorrow or the next day or down the road. But you and I know we just live it day by day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent. The wise of this world. 
the prudent people of this world that's got everything they think they got everything in control. But he has revealed them. He has revealed these things unto you and I. The minds of babes. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a, 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 an astronomer. You don't have to be a, a man of wealth or a man of wisdom, amen, to, to know what's going on in this old world. You and I, we know what's going on in this world. We know where we stand at. If all the world falls apart, we got a way that Jesus is getting ready to part the heirs up there and we're gonna go to be with the Lord forever. When we hear that old trumpet sound, we'll know it's the sound for you and I. I don't know if they'll ever hear it, but you and I'll hear it. Hallelujah. So there's some things which he has purposed in himself for us. The church is not just a spur of the moment matter of God. Huh. God had this church in plan a long, long time ago. It didn't just creep on up on him when everything else failed through all those dispensations of time and he says, man, I gotta come up with a new plan. No, God knew this plan right from the very beginning. Hallelujah. So we have an adoption that God has made for you and I because he purposed in his mind from the very beginning to save us. And he is well able to do exceedingly above and beyond what we think and ask of him. Hallelujah. Because God will never fail. Hallelujah. We are part of the eternal plan of God. I, that, that's why I love the church. We are part of the eternal plan of God. Hallelujah, while the world is out there in disarray wondering what's going to happen tomorrow, it doesn't matter to you and I what happens tomorrow. If we live, that's okay. If we die, that's okay too. If I live in Christ, that's gain for me. Hallelujah, I have hope beyond this life. We have hope in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter what happens, if we go by the grave, we're still going to go. Hallelujah. If we live this life when we hear the trumpet sound, we're just going to go and rise up with the dead in the air and we'll meet the Lord in the air and there we'll ever be with the Lord. We have hope beyond this life. Hallelujah. I'm not in this thing to stay here. I'm in this thing to get out of here. Nothing will prevent the church from, re from reaching her predetermined destination. Only you can stop. I can't stop you. The devil can't stop you. The world can't stop you. But your faith and hope in Jesus Christ will make you conquer and overcome and be reassured of everything that there is a predetermined destination that you and I are going to and it's called heaven. Hallelujah. Nothing's gonna stop you and I from meeting the Lord in the air. 
I want you to just tell the devil that. Every time he comes to try to trick you up, try to deceive you, you understand this one thing, that he cannot stop you from going to meet the Lord in the air. Hallelujah. When that old trumpet sounds, we're going to rise up. Whether we be in the grave or if we're still walking on this earth, you be assured of one thing. God is well able to do exceedingly above and beyond what we think and ask of him. Hallelujah. Nothing's going to stop the church from meeting the Lord in the air. That's for sure. Hallelujah. We've known a lot of battles, but we've conquered. I know you've faced a lot of battles, but you've conquered them all. We've met a lot of conflicts in our lives, but Jesus was always there, and he will be with you even unto the ends of the world. You can be assured of that right now. I don't care what the devil's trying to tell you. I'm not trying. I know that there's trials and there's things that come against you and there's conflicts that try to test your salvation. But if you hang on to Jesus, I'm telling you, God's got a predetermined plan. Amen. That'll get you off of this old earth one of these days where if you're standing here or if you're in the grave, Jesus is going to get you to that place called heaven. Ephesians 1 and 10 says that in the dispensation of fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Listen to that promise. Both which are in heaven wow and which are in earth even in him. That's the key being in him staying in him whatever you do you stay in Christ no matter what comes no matter what goes and whatever tries to tempt you what tries to persuade you what tries to bring you to drag you down you just keep hanging on to the tailgate of uh, of Jesus you just hang on to the shirt tail you just hang on to Jesus no matter what because the Lord is coming to pick up his church one of these days and I don't believe that day's very far down the line hallelujah Hallelujah. So we talked about predestination. Let's talk a little bit about the spirit of adoption. Romans 8 and 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage. Wow. Again, to fear. You've not got the spirit of bondage that you are to fear what's going on in this world today. If we got it all right, what God has given us, then we got we realize while the world is in fear and scared to death, what's going to happen? Who's going to push the first button to push off the first missile and the first bomb to destroy whole nations and kill thousands? Uh, amen. I believe everybody knows that there's always, we live right on the verge every minute of the day. Amen. That's somebody doing something that's going to set off a nuclear attack and a war without in the world there. Amen. And while they're worried about that, God's given us the spirit of adoption. It doesn't matter if we go by the grave or if we're standing here, we're going to go up and be over there with the Lord. 
Hallelujah. And once again, we are sure, assured by listening to this, he says, that the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's twice. One in five and one in nine. We find out that we got a father that is above us all, through us all, and in us all. And he's right here in this church tonight. He knows everything you're thinking. He knows every fear. He knows every thought that is going through your mind just now. And if there's fears in you, he's got an assurance. You'll come to him. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll show you something that'll strengthen you up. I'm coming and I'm coming soon. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open unto me, I will enter in and we will sit together. That's the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. The Spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Man, is she glad you got the Holy Ghost tonight? Man, I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost. When I'm uncertain about anything, the Holy Ghost can always get me straightened out on it. Hallelujah. If I'm not sure where I'm going in this old church, all I got to do is ask the Lord. And that Holy Spirit that I got, when he filled me with his Holy Spirit, it'll begin to talk to my heart. It will begin to reassure me. It will satisfy the longing of my soul. He will renew my hope in him. I want, I want you to hear what I'm saying here tonight, Perch. If, if battles have been coming your way, if, if things have been just dragging you down and you're not, and you just feel like you're tired and you're wore out and you can't go any further, then you just need to fall on your knees and call upon the name of the Lord and he will assure you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll be with you even unto the end of the world. You just look to me and I'll take care of you. Hallelujah. It'll bear witness to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That we are the children of God. Now don't you think for one minute that God's going to let his children be lost in this old lost world. Just not going to happen. That's why he gave in the, he's given us tonight sanctuary here in this church. To reassure us sometimes, yeah, that maybe teaching's not as exciting as the evangelist service. But we need to be assured sometimes. We need the Holy Ghost just to come and talk to our hearts and, and speak to our spirit and reassure us everything is all right. Everything's not a big shout. Everything's not a big run. We just need to hear the voice of God reassure us that everything is in my hand. Don't you worry. I got the church, amen, in the middle of my hand. All right, in the middle of my palm. Hey, can't nothing get to the church. I'm going to be there with you. We have that assurance. Then if be, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Wow. If Jesus, you believe everything God said? That's what he said. 
You're joint heirs with Christ. Jesus overcame the world. Even when they tried to crucify, they did crucify him and hang him on the cross. They thought maybe killing him would just stop all this nonsense. He just overcame death, hell, and the grave. And he's going to do the same for you and I. We got the power through Jesus Christ to overcome death, overcome hell, overcome the grave. That's a promise from the Father. Because you're one of his children. Hallelujah. Let me say something. I know if a person says, I don't need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's just like saying, I don't want to be a temple of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad God gave me the Holy Ghost. I'm glad for every little old tongue that I ever spoke in my life. I do. I try to speak in tongues every day. I do. When I'm praying and I find out things ain't just, you know, I ain't spiritual enough and I can't get to speaking in tongues. I tell you what, I pray till I get to speaking in tongues. I need that assurance. I don't want the enemy to put me in disarray. I want to know I'm still a child of God. You may not understand me. The world may not understand me, but God understands me. He knows what I'm saying in the spirit. Hallelujah. So, if we reject the spirit of God, then we reject the purpose of God. Think about that for a moment. If we reject the Spirit of God, then we reject the purpose of God. And His purpose is us for us to be His children. And He wants you to know that you're His children. Hallelujah. To refuse the Spirit of God is to refuse your inheritance with God. Wow. Wow. Because you have no sonship without the Spirit of God. You must be born again. How is it? Let me hear it, church. Water and Spirit. Hallelujah. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, and the Spirit is not just a guessing thing. Hallelujah. I'd hate to know that I was living my life walking around guessing if I had the Spirit. I need that assurance from God. When I've been through the battles of the day and things have not gone my way, I need to fall down on my hands and knees somewhere in the night till I get in the Spirit. And then I have a reassurance that everything is okay. Amen, that that baptism is still there. Amen, that I'm still a child of the Most High God. You may not understand me, but God understands everything I'm saying. Hallelujah. 
1 Corinthians 12 and 3 says, No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but how? But by the Holy Ghost. Wow. That's when you realize that God, the Jesus Christ, has taken over your soul through the Holy Ghost. That's confirmation. I need that confirmation at times. When I go down to pray and I begin to seek the Lord, if I haven't got that confirmation, I want to stay there till I get that confirmation. I want to know each and every day, amen, when the sun arises, that I'm still one of the sons of God. I want to know that I'm a children of the Most High God. I want to know you're my brother. I want to know you're my sister. I want to know I'm in the church of the living God. There's no room for guesswork in this business. And God didn't leave us here with guesswork. He gave us what we needed to know. He sealed us with the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time. I know we've already read this, but let me just kind of bring all this together. He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him. Listen, and in whom we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who walketh all, who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. This ain't something that the Lord just threw together because Adam fell. Amen. This ain't something that the Lord just threw together because Moses was floating around on an ark somewhere because the earth fell. This is something that God predestinated from the very onset of time. This church is going up. It's going to be with the Lord forever. And he's given us the way that we might know that we are in him. That's power of the Holy Ghost that we should be to the praise of his glory I like that who first trusted in Christ I mean you trust the Lord tonight man I trust God hallelujah there's a lot of things that fail you in this old world but God will never fail you hallelujah in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. Now listen to this, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Wow, what a thought. When I got filled, when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you receive a seal that just let you know I'm one of, child, one of the children of God. Hallelujah. Every time I speak in tongues, it makes the devil mad. Oh, he's still doing that. Hallelujah. He don't like that tongue-talking business. No, because he knows that's the skill of promise that you and I have received. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. That guy's been adopted by Christ Jesus himself. Our adoption is not just a normal process either. 
Think about this. Paul said in Ephesians 2 and 12, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of the promise having no hope. Oh my goodness. Without God. We didn't have God. We had no hope. What was awaiting us? The lake of fire. Because we had no promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were dogs in the world. Heathens at best. We had no covenant. We had no promise with God. We had nothing to reassure you and I that we were saved. I don't walk around with a tablet of stone with 10 commandments and 600 and something statues and ordinances, my Lord. You can't carry that in your hip pocket. No, but God sealed us with the Holy Ghost of promise. Hallelujah. So every, every time I feel discouraged, every time I just want to make sure that when I, when I go to the Lord in prayer, when I walk away from prayer, I want to know I've still got the seal of promise. Amen. Abiding in my heart. Abiding in my soul. I know the trials come along and temptations come your way. Amen. But if you'll just get down on your knees and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. God will assure you with a coming of a promise that he's still with you. Doesn't matter what the world does. Hallelujah. I'll try to hurry on here. Hallelujah. So we are the children that are adopted through legal process of the law. There are to be adopted they're looking for loving parents parents are looking for children that they can adopt they don't have their own children most of the time and they're unable to have children but this to adopt a child it, it takes on the name when, when you, the adoption process goes on it takes on the name of the father and the mother. Hallelujah. It can take on the name and it becomes a part of the family. You ever seen folks that come into the church and are baptized in the name of Jesus but still never take on the spirit? They take on the name. But see, there has to be something that's going to change us inside for we take on the name and become part of the family of God and there, there's something else that needs to happen in us. Listen to this. Hallelujah. No matter how much a natural parent loves the adopted child, listen to this. No, I'm reading this because I wrote it down. No human parent can impart his own unique and distant nature or distinct nature to the adopted child. I can't put... Even though he cares my name, I cannot put my nature inside of him. Sometimes adoptions in the world work. Sometimes adoptions don't work. But I'm going to assure you of one thing. That when you are adopted by the Spirit of the God, if you get into this new birth and you take on the nature of Jesus Christ, that's something He can do that we can't do. 
Hallelujah. So we can become heirs to the kingdom. Heirs, now mind you, to the kingdom of God. Because what? We've been adopted to be one of his children. Hallelujah. We take on what? The nature of the Father. See, that's one thing that we, the, the, the adoption program we do is very individual. But the Lord, through the Holy Ghost, can change our thinking. Hallelujah. He can change the nature of the old sinful man that we were to become the child of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I got to hurry on here so I know we're getting close. All right. Signs of the promise I wrote down here. Listen, here's one of the signs of the promise, Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak what? With other tongues. Hallelujah. New tongues. Hallelujah. John said, and he said, he said, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the witness inside of you that you are one of the children of God. Jesus said, he that believeth on me out of the, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of what? Living water. Hallelujah. You must Receive the Holy Ghost to be sealed with the seal of promise. Hallelujah. God, just give me a few more minutes. What promise? Luke 24 and 49 says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's where the promise is at. Hallelujah. That's what he was telling his disciples. You just So, how many likes canning and jarring around here? All right. So if you're going to put up, I help my wife put up tomatoes a lot. She likes jarred tomatoes. So we have to go through this process, you know, of throwing them in the water, heating it up, boiling them old tomatoes down, getting them real hot. Then we have to get in there and grab them old hot things and pull all them hides and skins off of them. And while all that's going on, the jars are being stuck into the water. I can show you ladies that don't know how to do it, how to do this thing. My wife has taught me well. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you know, you throw them jars in there and you throw them lids in there and you throw them seals in there and you begin to cook all of that and it gets hot enough and then you bring it out, you know, and then you just begin to you put all the tomatoes you've got, you know, you've cut them up now and you throw them inside of there and they throw the lid on there and you put the ring on top of that after you put a little sugar and, you know, a little bit of salt, you know, all that stuff you're going to put inside there. And in my case, we use sweet and low, <laughs> you know, some of that kind of stuff. But anyway, we put that lid on there and then you set it off to the side and then what are you waiting for? You're waiting to hear that popping sound. Means it's been sealed. In other words, all the bacteria, in other words, all the sin in your life is gone when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You begin to speak, you get that popping sound inside of you. Listen here, it says, I looked up that word, listeth, and the wind bloweth where it listeth not. 
I was curious, what does that mean? You know, I've been reading this thing for years. What does listeth mean? So I looked it up in that old strong concordance, and it's Greek, and it means a violent impulse. Wow. So when you get the Holy Ghost, it's like a violent impulse inside of you. It just changes everything about you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I'm not going to be able to finish all this tonight, but... So the tongues is the seal of promise. Acts 2 and 3 says, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as unto fire, and it set upon each of them, them that was in that upper room waiting for the promise. Acts 2 and 4 and says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. That's that violent impulse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so there's proof of authority. And this is my last scripture and I'm going to sit down. Proof of authority. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Power of adoption. Aren't you glad tonight you've been born into the kingdom of God? I just wanted to say that to you tonight so you have some insurance. If the devil's been fighting you, you just be assured. Amen. You get down and you pray. And when you start feeling that old spirit of the Lord begin to move on you, you just let go. Don't quench the spirit, but just pray until those tongues begin to come. Amen. You may not understand what you're saying, but I'm telling you, God knows exactly what's going on in your heart. Hallelujah. And that's your assurance of the spirit of promise that we've got from God. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you for listening to me. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.